I didn't care, man. I had a regular job. Fencing was just play money. So I didn't care. I was like, oh, yeah, I want to cut everybody. But I had a whole lot of headaches. Have you been looking for a business podcast with hosts and guests who don't have a stick up their ass? Yeah, I said it. Damn! Well, if so, welcome to your new home, brother. Brother. This is My Fence Life. Woo! Our three passions are beer, bourbon, and business. And probably in that order. We're bringing on business owners who share tips, tricks, and behind-the-scenes stories to help your business be more successful. And we drink during the show. So no matter what industry you're in, pop a cold one and come on in. Welcome to the My Fence Life Studio. What's up, guys? We back again this week. Um, last week we had Dan Wheeler on, and we were talking about um, the hell. What are we talking about? Low balling prices, and we talked about uh, the immediate effects of uh, low balling a job, which would be uh, cash flow, immediate influx of cash flow, obviously employee retention. But then we started looking at the cons, and there's like four to two the cons. There's a whole lot more cons than there are pros to that. Um, the long-term effects are you reduce profit margins and what it what it does to your business. The uh, financial strain that low-balling jobs does to your business. The uh, perception in the community about your quality. You know, if you get three prices and two of them are high and one's low, they're going to be like, well, you know, we knew we didn't pay top dollar for it, so what do you expect? Um, and then... Uh, you're not going to be able to invest back in your business. You're going to have difficulty raising your prices because now your customer base is, and that's the next thing, you, you start attracting a, um, a different customer base, man. Uh, a customer base that's not willing to pay the price that you want to you want to raise them up to so you can start making money again. And then we talked about last the impact that it makes on the competitors, the market in that region, and it takes a lot to recover. So some might say, and I'm going to bring on uh, old Dan Wheeler, our guest. Some might say, Dan Wheeler, mm-hmm. that, um, uh, man, low ball is the way to go. But guess what? There's some alternatives to that instead yeah. of low balling. You know what? Cut. We talked about this last week, right? Mm-hmm. By the way, man, what you still got uh, – you still got your uh, Mr. Fence uh, special straightaway there. Yeah. So if y'all notice, if you're watching on YouTube, and guys, if uh, you need to go to YouTube because he's uh, play on YouTube, uh, Dan Wheeler has his background blurred out because he's <laughs> in his mom's office and it has live, laugh, love above his head. It's so cute. Uh, you can probably see it. Yeah, it's all blurred out. You can't see it, but it's great. So... Anyway, we're going to talk about alternatives. But before we get there, man, guess what came in the mail today? What? So I carry a, a, a Kimber Micro 9. You know what that is? Yes, are, I used to want a gun. Are you a gun guy? No. So it's beautiful, bro. It's all stainless steel. Dang. Rose handle, right? I got this special case made out of Texas. It's by a company called Kusiak, K-U-S-I-A-K. 
it is actual leather that they mold. Dude, these cases are so freaking dope. They're like the next generation of leather casing for your gun. This is inside the waistband carry because uh, that's how I carry. But, um, dude, I was all excited. 12-week delivery time because they hand make it special for you when you order it. Dang. Talk about nice, man. Nice, flashy gun. But anyway, I'm excited about it. It was sitting on my desk. <clears throat> so the alternatives. Have you given any thought, uh, Dan, from last week's show? Any alternatives that you could do instead of lowballing your price? What are some alternatives? Efficient operations. Be more efficient. As in going to trainings, getting educated, going, getting education classes, AFA, FWA, NAFCA, they all have training. SOPs, just SOPs for everything. Yeah, definitely. And uh, Dan, do you know what SOP stands for? Standard Operating Procedures. <laughs> We're just testing. Last week, uh, folks, if you didn't listen, he came up with a really big word, sustainability. And uh, he still has yet to text that to me because I made him turn autocorrect off on his phone, so he hasn't been able to text me that word. <laughs> Dude, I just got done eating lunch, and I got a fortune. Oh, you had Chinese today? It says, learn to love by loving yourself first. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> what? So yeah, man, you need to be efficient. You gotta you, to figure out what's going on. Why are we not efficient? You know, um, maybe load up in the afternoons, right? So then that way you can get on the job earlier, get finished quicker. Um, maybe you need to uh, go from a two man crew to a three man crew. I mean, I'll tell you what we did to be more efficient. It costs money though. And if I would have been lowballing my prices, I wouldn't have had the money to pay for the equipment. And I had to buy three of them. Yeah, I bought three of them. Little beavers. Mm -hmm. So we used to run three-man crews. Well, I bought a little beaver for what it cost me to pay an employee for a month, right? I bought a little beaver, and now I run two-man crews. Yep. That little beaver is my third guy. And it only cost me a month's salary. And we've had them, I don't know, about a year now, I guess, we've been running with them. So it saved me 12 months' worth of salary. And in the beginning, you wouldn't have had that money if you weren't charging the correct price. Exactly. If I would have been lowballing just to stay alive. You Dude, know? and that's like the snowball on the opposite side. You know what I'm saying? Like when we were talking earlier, that snowball is like just – what bad can happen happens is one thing after another after another. Right. Well, the opposite side of things now you got a little beaver. Okay, now you're more efficient. Now you're going from a three man crew to a two man crew, so you're running more leaner. You're saving more money. The little beaver was a one time purchase. Yeah, some maintenance, some upkeep, and maybe a new one every other couple of years. But now you're on the snowball on the opposite side. Yeah, where things are just getting better and better for you. Well, and another thing is is just being organized, man. If your truck is organized, your trailer, you know, you know what. Uh, my guys, every afternoon, I've been having them at the yard welding. We're welding cages for our bits. We're welding flat bar in certain areas so we can stand up our, our walk boards, our platforms. We, uh, we added pipes all across the front of our trailers to put, um, put rakes and, uh, root busters and, um, the, uh, the tension bar for the, uh, 
for the uh, little beaver in. You know, all that stands up in there, easy to get to, out of the way. You know, we're doing all these things to make sure that we're efficient and we can we can move forward and not have any obstructions, man. Mm-hmm. Things like that. You know, um, I'm looking at buying a second forklift. You know why? Because it's taking my guys longer to get out the yard than I like. Mm-hmm. And what does that mean? Less time on the job takes the job longer means I got to charge more labor. Mm-hmm. So do I go ahead and cough up now and buy the forklift or do I just keep suffering? You know, mm-hmm. um, look, guys, we got tools that come out. This defense tools is, is a great thing. You literally can take a guy after he's been with you for a week and have him nailing up pickets. It's that simple with the straightaway, whether it's blue or red. <laughs> Dan's got his straightaway in the background again. I think he must have left it there from last week. I'm just going to set this here. Nobody... When I get on a Zoom or a call, dude, I want to see it right there. I love it. <laughs> so uh, what's uh, what's another alternative, uh, would you say, Dan? Uh, I can't read your writing here, Dan. Differentiation, being different. <laughs> What's that word? Uh, it's not sustainability. You can say that no. one, right? Um, differentiate. I don't think that's a word. Yes, you need to. You need to differ from everyone else. Is what it's okay. meaning, Dan Wheeler. I'll send you a Webster dictionary. I'll, <laughs> I'll buy you the app for your phone. Thank you. <laughs> no, so um, you need to. You know, you need to highlight things like uh, unique selling points. You know, one yep. of my selling points. Hey, we got financing. 12 months, same as cash. Well, hey, now that I'm higher than the other guy, hold on a second. You mean I don't have to pay, give you all the money out my piggy bank, Dan? I just got to fill out a little bit of paperwork and pay a little $80 a month uh, bill? That's right. Well, <laughs> well, we're going with Fence King. Yep. Right? Yep. You got to you know? be different. You got to sell yourself. And, that, and I think every market could be different on that. Every company should be different on that. Um, I like to think that I sell myself. I sell River City Fence and uh, our quality, our just like what you said earlier, like training and stuff. I mentioned that. Like I train every year. Let's staining alone right here. Perfect timing, dude. Um, staining alone. Like I go, I go to Nashville every winter. We get re upped on our certification. Any new techniques, their their um, new stain, whatever. You know, we're there to learn it. Um, that's what makes me different. I'm not just you know, looking on YouTube, watching a video and going out and seeing your fence with any old stain. Like I trust and believe in my product and, and the ways we do things. Well, you know, and you can you can justify your pricing yes. when you're saying, hey, we're using a more premium material. Mm-hmm. You know, um, our fence boards are domestic. They're not they're You know, they're not imported from Brazil. Domestic fence boards. Huge difference in that. You know, because of the tree that they're cut from, it's a it's a better product. The the the, um, the pressure treated pine boards that we use. Now I know a lot of people don't use those in some parts of the country, but it's a big thing here. So you know what, we do it. Uh, when it comes to our cedar fence boards, we don't use Japanese, Chinese, whatever cedar, unless we're going to be pre-staining. But yeah, we don't we don't use that. We use Alta Western Red. It's the best on the market, man. It's mm-hmm. the best stuff around. 
Uh, we don't use pine boards that look like cedar, cedar tone. You know, a lady's like, oh, yo, you're, you're, you're $3,500 more than Billy Joe Bob. I'm like, what? So sure enough, I make a little note in the computer a month from now to go check out the fence once it's been built. Dylan swings by, and it's uh, it's cedar tone pine boards that is pre-stained cedar. Mm-hmm. Well, no wonder I was $3,500 higher. So then you call the customers like, hey, you know you don't have a cedar fence, and that's what I bid for you. I drove by today and noticed that you got pine boards that are stained cedar. What? <laughs> well, you, you think there was a $3,500 difference because right. – the guy just could get cedar boards cheaper than me? No. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, differentiate. Uh, now you got me all messed up. Differentiating. <laughs> is that how you say it? <laughs> say it one more time just so I, I know how to say it, Dan. I feel like, uh, what's his name? Will Tillis or whatever, the, the singer. He could sing, but he stuttered. <laughs> you ever watch Smokey and the Bandit, man? You had to watch that. You, have, you never watched that? Oh, That's dude. Right at the, it probably ended right before I started comprehending TV. Yeah, man, you got to watch that. Nathan Downs is in all those movies. Captain yeah. Chaos. Yeah. Don <laughs> Deloise. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you got you to you gotta stand out from the, from the crowd, man. You know, we, we push our financing. We push, hey, you can do it. You can do an estimate online, right? My salesman, go knock it out. Get your quote right now. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to, we, we, we dig our holes 30 inches deep, eight inch round auger. You know, what can I do to be different? And what premium materials are we using? Well, our aluminum. I honestly feel in the realm of aluminum, residential aluminum that we're using, that Diggers is one of the best. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, probably Ameristar is the best overall when it comes to aluminum, but I'm talking about the residential line that we do. Most of these guys are installing some form of Barrett, a barrette, however you say it, mm-hmm. or Alumaguard or whatever it is. They mass produce it, make a slight little change, and ship it to all these supply houses. You know, the diggers is well more superior than that, you know? So that's how we set our, ourselves apart. And then and then we do targeted marketing, you know? So instead of lowballing a job, work on, you know, identifying and targeting the, the customer segments that value quality and are willing to pay more for a superior product and service. 100%. You know, man, I don't go down in the, in the shanty part of town and try to sell fence. You know, when I get someone calls me from that area, I'm like, well, hey, you do know you're looking at about six or $7,000. Oh, Lord, really? Yes. Oh, okay, never mind. Yep. Or, you, can you know, or somebody calls up and says, uh, yeah, I, I just want the cheapest fence, the chain link fence. Well, chain link fence really isn't all that cheap, <laughs> you know? Right. I mean, so those are the people we're not targeting there. So what do we do? Hey, Benji, we need to target a higher higher quality customer. And how do we do that? Correct. And you need to figure that out. That kind of gets into like the next level type uh, part of running your business. 
You know what I'm saying? The stuff that nobody, not a lot of people, I don't feel like, are, like in my area, my region, don't really tap into. Yeah, they have a Facebook, a Google account, but they don't have a Benji app, app for them every day, every month, updating that stuff and trying to target those, like you said, those good customers. Because I have areas where I want to work because they take care, they have a really nice property, they take care of it, they want the best of everything, um, and it's and they're not price shopping around. They're not, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. they didn't have a lot of um an area where we work is where 99.9% of the time it's get four foot galvanized chain link. And that other 1% of the time is it's four foot black vinyl chain link. I mean, we don't, you know, and that's not bad either for us because um, we get in and out of those, but I'd love to do, you know, 250 foot of six foot vinyl every single day. Well, um, yeah, because vinyl costs more and you're making more money on it because of the margin. You know, if you're doing a, a, a 50 margin or let's, that's too easily said. Let's say you're doing a, fit, a margin of 52 on that chain link job, and it's going to take you two days, and then you do a margin of 52 on that vinyl job, and it's going to take you two days. You're going to make more money on the vinyl job because mm-hmm. the material costs is more. Yes. And now with because we've invested this whole, you know, going back to the beginning – now that we've we've done trainings, I got these tools that I was I've been able to spend money on. Dude, I'm gonna get in and out even faster on vinyl. I'm driving and sleeping them. So it's again, it's a snowball effect on the opposite side. Yeah. So you know you have to have a target market, and if you're lowballing, guess who your target market is? Oh, uh, cheap customers. Yeah, the cheap customers, man. And look, there's nothing wrong with cheap customers. They're out there, you know. Well, that's why we have a low class, a middle class, and a high class, right? But uh, those are the people that you're going to be dealing with, and those are the ones. You know, they're like my, uh, I call them my tax people, the people who get their taxes. They get yeah. $6,000, $7,000 back in taxes. They've never seen that much money, or they only see it once a year. And to them, it's like a million dollars, right? Mm-hmm. My guys call it, they're looking at a dollar like it's $5. And... They think they paid for the Taj Mahal, but really they bought the cheapest fence that there is, and they're going to run you through the ringer. Mm-hmm. You know? So target target a market, and, and, and targeting that market is really all on how you express yourself on social media, on your Facebook post. You know? Um, I mean, I can tell you right now, you're not going to see me personally now you might see my guys doing it but me personally i'm not going to market my company with rap music and all that stuff in it i'm not going to do that you know now my 23 year old 20 i don't even know how old my kids are bro i think he's 25 now my 25 23 year old my 21 year old if they're doing that to their friends then it's marketing to them for me and they're okay with that but when it comes to my platforms for Fence King, we're going to make sure that we're running our post through a, a grammar checker, making sure our grammar is right. We want to sound educated, and we want to be informative. And those things matter. I mean, I've literally had customers tell me, uh, my husband's like, oh, we can't hire somebody who's on Facebook. Well, I'm like, I'm not just on Facebook. It just so happened that's where you first saw me. Right. But – uh like, yeah, well, you know, we scrolled through your Facebook posts. There was no spelling errors. There was no um, slang. So we hired you. Well, guess what? We're going to get 
a lot better quality customer. Both of those people were college professors, mm-hmm. right? So it's how you're going to target the market that you want. And, and low-balling your prices is not targeting a market you want. That's for sure. It's 100%. You know, because, hey, I've been there. When I first started out, I didn't care, man. I had a regular job. Fencing was just play money. So I didn't care. I was like, oh, yeah, I want to cut everybody. Mm-hmm. But I had a whole lot of headaches. Yeah. It you gets know? to a point where it's not worth it. So another way, another alternative to consider instead of low-balling it's probably one of my uh, favorite things. Diversification. Go ahead. Show us show us that Superman chest you got on right there, Dan Will. What you got? Expert stain and seal. 19 different flavors. Odor-free. No back brushing. Employee proof, right? That is a great way to diversify. Mm-hmm. You know, offer another offer another service. You know, this this podcast is around fencing, right? So you might want to start offering decks. You might want to start offering pergolas. You might want to start offering staining. It's a great way to diversify. And look, how do you know if a diversification is working for you? Well, you need to track those jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a spreadsheet, and as we enter in each job. We have drop-down menus. It's on a pivot table, and we pick residential staying. So then at the end of the month, I can go back and tell you wh- how much dollars we spent uh, was uh, our, our staying for the month, what our average ticket was, what our, gross pro- our average gross profit margin was, and whether or not it's worth it. Mm-hmm. You know? So you have to track that stuff. I used to do concrete work, and I used to do decks, and I used to do pergolas, and I used to do patio covers. And guess what? I don't do any of that anymore. You know why? Because it was a lot of headaches. The profit margin was very small because I had to sub everything out, and it was taken away from my moneymaker, fencing. Mm -hmm. So I got out of it all. Now we moved into uh, staining. Uh, Another diversification is what? Gate operators. Gate Go to operator. gate operator school, man. Well, we got uh, this August. We're going. Dan will be there. We'll be mm-hmm. at uh, the fence show in Vegas. Brian's having classes. The AFA every uh, the last week in October, first week in November down in Dallas, Texas. They have classes. You know, my AFA chapter had a class last week, last weekend. You know, I think we had six or seven guys go through it. Get licensed for that. Start putting in gate operators. You know? it, if you want it, it's out there for sure. Yeah. So another alternative is to diversify instead of low-balling jobs and hurting your market that you're depending on in the future. You know? And then, of course, another alternative would be uh, value-based pricing. You know, consider mm-hmm. pricing based on the value provided to the customers rather than solely on the cost. You know, if I get a customer that's worried about cost, I'm automatically turned off. And, you know, in, in, in my office, we can see everybody's text because we have one text that goes to all the customers. And Dylan can see when I'm getting frustrated with a customer, you know. Mm-hmm. And... uh and he'll know it. He'll see a response. He's like, oh, that's somebody just worried about price, huh? Yeah, I'm just I'm messing with him. Just push him to the side. 
Yeah. You know? So um, you've got to uh, you've got to consider basing your price off of the value, and if you're offering things that are valuable, like no dig, right? That's that's a value that your yard's not going to get messed up. Yep, that's I got one. I got one coming up, Dan. I think this week or next. Dude, it's one of the most heavily landscaped yards I've seen in a long time, and we it, it is a no dig. And he was so concerned about us tearing it up, and I'm and we sold it on that, dude. You know, it's a value. And, and if you're taking that, if you have, if you if you have a customer that um that spends that much time, money, and energy and effort into their property, uh-huh. into their yard, dude, and they want that perfect fence to go with it, um, dude, he's going to pay. He's going to, that's a value to him to where his, we're going to go in, build the fence and walk out. It's like we were never even there. So are you doing a postmaster? Are you doing aluminum? What are you doing? It's uh, it's vinyl. Vinyl. Okay. So you're going to do, you're driving two and three eighths inch schedule 40. Is that what you're driving? Uh, um, I've been using 40, which I think is probably a little overkill, unless you're like in a windy area. Uh-huh. Uh, 20, yeah. So you're going to drive schedule 20, you're going to put donuts on it, sleeve it, and roll, huh? Yep. Yeah, dude's going to love it, man. That's kind of like we are. You hear old Roscoe barking in the background, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's Scout, man. That's my daughter's dog. She moved in about a year ago. Uh, she totally bamboozled me, bro. She, uh, she said, hey, I think I'm going to move back home. I'm like, oh, uh, no, you can't do that. And she's like, well, you said I could if I was if if we were in school. I'm like, yeah, well, you're not in school. She's like, oh, I'm going back to school. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> so she moved in with like an 80 or 90-pound golden retriever. So now I've, dog's kind of grown on me, dude. Now I bring him to work every day. He lays <laughs> under my desk, mopes around. We throw the ball in the office. <laughs> I feel sorry for the people below us, man. It's so funny. This dog doesn't run; he gallops. So <laughs> I'll sit in my office, and out my office door is a wall. So I'll throw his ball and hit that wall, and it'll ricochet down the hallway. And I just hear him galloping down the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> you would have a dog that gallops, man. It's so funny, man. I'm like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> but anyway, good old Scout. Um, yeah, man. So there's plenty of alternatives to 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 running your business than lowballing to get cash flow or to retain your employees. We need to go ahead and focus on doing. Uh, damn, somebody balking at somebody, huh? Uh, we need to focus on you know our operations, our SOPs, being more efficient. You know, we need to focus on being different. In the market, have have some selling points, man. Premium materials. Find your targeted market and diversify. And make sure that your pricing is based off of uh, value, not off of cost. Yeah, 100%. So, hey, man. It's great seeing you today, bro. Good. I'm glad you got to see me, man. Two weeks in a row. Man, I'm a lucky son of a bitch. You are. You are. Then I'm going to see you in Vegas here soon, too, dude. Yeah, I'm ready, bro. I'm going to have Pepper with me. Wait till you get around Pepper and she's had a few drinks. You can be like, all right, I see why y'all are together. <laughs> <laughs> Man, so I uh, just signed a big deal with uh, J.C. Gary, decals and signs, or signs and decals. I don't know how it goes, but uh, I'm excited about that, man. We are coming out, guys. Alert, industry alert. We are coming out with a new Fence sign. Where's my fence sign at? It's around here somewhere. It's above. I can see it above your head. 
to the left. Yeah, hold on, I got one right here somewhere. We make some noise real quick, guys. Sorry, let me mute that real quick. <laughs> so, guys, we got the uh, fence line, fence sign. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see it. So I think Benji has come up with an idea that we're going to go ahead and uh, invert this. So we're going to make everything that's black white and everything that's white's black. And we might start doing these every year so they'll be sought after. And if Dude, you're let lucky. Me know, let me know when you get a River City Red one done. Then I'll take one. We might do a red one. Special might for me? Just for you. And hey, guys, if you got fence signs and you want to send them to us, we're doing a wall in Dylan's office of fence signs. You can send those to uh, 19399 Hellenberg Road, Suite 208, Covington, Louisiana. Um, I'm going to uh, 70433. If you want to know what that is, give us a shout. Send it to us. We'll send you a fence king and fence life sign in return. So give me a shout if you need to know and you want that. All right. You got anything you want to add, Dan Will, before we cut this thing, uh, cut this off? Uh, no, dude, this was good. This is really good. I hope uh, there's guys out there that listen to this and implement it um, or take action on some of this because this is the stuff that changes a business. Like stop beating your head against the damn wall. Listen, take some advice and act on it. Yeah. And y'all stop stealing Dan Wheeler's signs. Did you say somebody was stealing your signs, man? Did I gotta post some pictures? Yeah, they were. So my dad's been putting a lot of them back on, um, but the one I put on at Burger King because I like I like uh, those burritos in the morning from there. So I stopped and I signed the back of it. Like I said, your signed copy, the voice of the fence and issue podcast, and I put my name Dan Wheeler and all curves up fancy. So I hope he steals it and gets it like super butt hurt on it. That's funny, man. Well, look, bro, it was great talking to you. It wasn't so great seeing you. You're a little rough on the eyes. I feel sorry for Sandy, but we'll, I'll talk to her in Vegas. We'll straighten her out. Are you I'm bringing Sandy? She She's every other day. Dude. One day she's like, I'm going. One day she's like, no, I don't want to go. One day she's going, so I don't know. It's a, it's one of those things. Dude, I, I need her to hang out with Pepper and learn how to make those tacos or whatever, the flantas or... Flautas, tacos, tamales, uh, tortas... Man, yeah, oh, everything. And, and the white people, chimichanga. And the chim she won't even know what a chimichanga is. <laughs> chimichanga, I have no idea. <laughs> All right, man. Well, look, it was great talking to you. You have a good one. And hey, fellas, y'all keep on fencing, okay? You've been listening to My Fence Life. Yes, we like to have fun. Beer, bourbon, and business. And although we have fun, we take our business very seriously. Dan Blanc is known as the Fence King, and he's been providing high-quality fence solutions since 1999. He's connected to industry leaders, business leaders, financing experts, and marketing gurus that will be on the show to talk about their success stories. To find out more about us, hit the website at myfencelife.com. Listen to the show wherever you consume your content. We are everywhere. Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcast. See you next time on My Fence Life.